Welcome to the Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. This is a show that discusses theology in a simple way. We want to help make the greatest truths of the Bible accessible to everyone, seekers, students, and saints alike. Yeah, so if you're interested in theology but don't consider yourself a theologian, this is the show for you. We're Josh and Heather. We minister to and lead Southern Hills Baptist Church in Las Vegas. We love each other, love theology, and love to talk. We always begin each episode with a little bit of fun. So, Heather, let's get started. All right. All right. For episode seven, I have a tasty little question for us to begin with. Tasty. I get this now. We're doing puns. So (laughs) you're going to ask us something about what what I like to eat. Yes, but I want to know what your favorite concession is to order when you go to the movies. Oh. Favorite movie concession. What do you want to eat there? Concession. I I know this immediately. No problem. Popcorn and a Slurpee. Yeah. Yeah. That popcorn is pretty good. Yeah, popcorn, I never had movie. that until we were married. Right. We weren't moviegoers, and then you you brought me into this. I brought world. you into into the movies. Yeah, yeah. oh, love uh, that popcorn. Box of popcorn, uh, and Slurpee or icy, and just I could eat that every day and love my life. What about you? <laughs> well, I am a complicated movie snack taker because uh, the theater that we go to has a frozen yogurt place below it. And oh I do word. occasionally yes. like to fill up a frozen yogurt, get a lid, stick it down in my purse. I like contraband for my movie snack. It's so embarrassing. And then I'm having yogurt in the movie theater. She's bringing yogurt from <laughs> Yogurtland into the movie, smuggled the in her giant purse. Or, you know what? If I have to, so I don't always do that. My other go-to. You always have this like 19-year-old guy, you know, that's taking tickets. And he looks <laughs> down. He sees you have yogurt. He doesn't see it. I have it well hidden. And then Heather just kind of winks at him. I'm, um, I'm, I'm smooth. Ice smooth, ice cold. Flirts her way no, through. I do not flirt. That is wrong. I've been falsely accused on here. I'm. You need to make this right. What I'm saying is. Buy me a yogurt. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, my other favorite snack, and it's embarrassing to say because it sounds dorky, but it's goobers. <laughs> she likes I goobers, love people. Goobers, if you can find them. It's not a right movie place, movie house, um, theater if you do not have goobers for sale that's chocolate covered peanuts and it's different than m&ms they are wonderful though peanut m&ms are great what's fun is to put the m&ms in the popcorn nope yeah that ain't right no that's good nope you need to confess your sin and get right brother all right wow so what are we talking about today josh on a more serious note today we have a discussion that's based upon a a passage um, of the Bible that I believe, and you as well, believe is highly misinterpreted. Um, and I it has it to do with... it actually hinders, actually, a lot of relationships and where people are trying to go in their walk with it's God. A passage so it's an important one to understand. From the book of Matthew that's inter- misinterpreted, we believe, and it has to do with interpersonal relationships yes. within the local church. So what we're looking at is in Matthew 18. And if you know where we're going with this, we're talking about the trespassing brother yes. <laughs> or sister. Right. So a brother sins against you or a sister sins against you. What do you do in this scenario? So I'll read. Go and deal with it. (laughs) Head on. Hard. Loud. Fierce. Sorry. (laughs) Wow. Wow. You're like. Tell him his fault. Right. It's exciting, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So it says in verse 15 of chapter 18. Are you telling me I need to bring it down a notch? Jesus. No, I would never. I would never. You're passionate. And this is one of the reasons uh, I love you. 
All right, lay this lay this passage on us. Okay, Go ahead. let me read the passage and give a little background. Okay, so Jesus is speaking, and he says, "Moreover, if thy brother tr- shall trespass against thee." Go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Mm-hmm. So Jesus says, you got a problem. Go and talk to the person. Yeah. And if you if he's heard you, me off. you become friends. Yep. Verse 16. <laughs> but if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. If he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. If he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Yes. So there it is. So what do we like to do with this passage? Oh, when we get offended. Right. Which there's a lot Wait a we second. can Have you ever been offended that. by anyone? Yes. I mean, it, you can't live in this world and not get offended. Sure. You know, it's part of it. It's just who we are. And I, by the way, have we offended people? I've never offended anyone yeah. <laughs> yet. Um, I'm offended in this moment by you saying that. Oh, dang. So, there's yep. my, there's my, I, dang it. Oh, oh, I just offended probably more people yeah, by saying dang it. There you it. go. See? Dang. See? So you lie. So what are these people, I said, dang it. So what should the people who are offended with me do? Uh, Clearly, according to this passage, they need to come and sit down with me. Eyeball to eyeball. Yes. And, and let's hash it out. Yes. (laughs) That's it. Um, you know, that's, that's the problem is, and it amazes me that I've even heard pastors teach this. Right. And, and women speakers share this in, in studies. And I just think, oh, that's not what the passage is saying. Hey, let's be transparent Ooh. here. I used to, I think, I think there are probably times that I could look back on and I probably taught it this way. What did we teach? Hey, this is one thing. I've taught a lot of stuff wrong. I'm pretty sure I never taught this one wrong. Praise God. <laughs> What it, There's what nothing it, worse than coming back to a passage of me like, oh, oh didn't teach that oh. right. So what are, what is the practi- <laughs> choose a piece, man? <laughs> what is the practical application that sometimes people take? They say, okay, Jesus here is saying, if you ever get offended with someone, you need to sit down with them and tell them that you are offended with them, and then everything's going to be okay. The problem with that is twofold. Number one, I think it's taking it out of context, but number two, it never works. Yeah. Right. So, number so one, why don't we talk context first? Yeah. Well, let's. Why don't we talk the other first? Why don't we okay. say how it never works? The idea is, man, Jesus here says, if I sit down with my brother, I'm angry with them. Let's talk about it. You've messed me up. You offended me. And then yeah. we walk away and we're like, why aren't we best friends now? Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. didn't that work? I thought. Or you feel like you are, and the truth is, they are just like, yeah, we're friends, but I'm I never have to gonna be talk so careful around you because you're an offensive you're individual. E- easily, you're easily offended. offended. That yeah, we're friends, but there's now a wall that you've created by bringing this to them. Now there's got to be people listening to this right now saying, "What are you talking about?" Oh, there are people have already turned this podcast off. Right. <laughs> For those who are still listening, you're thinking to yourself, I thought any time anyone ever bothers me or offends me or I see a Facebook post I don't agree with, I need to address it because Jesus said, go to that person and tell them their fault. Well, Mm. here's the problem. You might be taking it out of context. Yeah. This passage has to do with church discipline. It, it literally, you have to see where yeah. the rest of the passage goes. Look at what it says in verse 16. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, then in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Now, sometimes we look at that, Heather, and we think, okay, I need to bring two witnesses so that they can verify what I've told them. Yeah. That's not what it's saying. In the context of Ro- uh, Jewish law, if you are going to accuse someone of something serious, there better be other witnesses to be able to validate the accusation you're making. So we're talking about yeah, major so major like infidelity in a marriage. Infidelity in a marriage or blasphemy or yeah. or the idea of 
of um, of bringing something um, unholy or like the giving temple. a dirty look. Right. Like, no. Like, no, no, not a, not a, not dirty, a look. dirty look. We're talking about oh. Heather. We're talking oh, about real That's serious That's not a major issues. thing. <laughs> okay, and a cross-reference for, for this would be when Paul enters the temple, quote-unquote, with a Gentile who is not who is who is not Jewish. Yeah. This is what he's accused of. This is what he eventually gets prosecuted for and is sent to Rome. Mm-hmm. The reality is that never happened, and I don't want to get too far in the weeds here. The reality <laughs> is that never happened, and they could never bring witnesses against Paul for this thing. It was required in Jewish law that there had to be witnesses. What Jesus is saying is, if you're going to accuse your brother of a fe- of a major offense, something so serious, so serious, we're going to get that to that in a moment. They could be put out of the church. Right, going to be put out of the church. You need to bring two or three witnesses with you. Not to validate the fact that you're angry, because <laughs> yeah. you can pick anybody to say that. Yeah. But but two or three witnesses who saw the offense occurred. Then it goes on. If they neglect to hear them, the two or three witnesses, and you tell it to the church. That is, this is something that is so offensive. You're going to bring it up to the entire church, so that they get right with the church. And if he neglect to hear mm-hmm. the church, let them be as a heathen man or a publican. That is, let kick him out. What Jesus is dealing with here is an offense so grievous they can be kicked out of the church for it. Excommunication is what it's talking about. Mm. Well, my question is, if that person gave you a dirty look or you were slightly offended with them, can you genuinely bring two or three witnesses and next Sunday morning bring it up in front of the church and then if they don't get Mm. right with you because you're offended by whatever they said, you can kick them out of the church? If the answer is, well, well, not that, then the answer is, don't use this passage. This yeah. passage is only talking about grievances so sinful they could be kicked out of the church for doing so. So what do we do with those offenses? What is the biblical mandate or the biblical instruction to deal with? You said something about me you shouldn't, or you didn't hold up your word. You didn't hold up your end of the deal. The I'm mad at that person, yeah. and I feel angry, and I feel uncomfortable when I think about them. Mm. What should I do? I should go tell them. This is what we do. I should go tell them how badly they've offended me, and then oh, oh, I'll feel yeah. so much better. But the problem is yeah. all you've done is shift your anger and your frustration onto them, and now you don't have to deal with it, but you've given it to them. I and the question is, is that what Jesus wants? I think it was your mom and dad years ago who told me this concept that you handle sin in the realm it's in. So private mm. sin, if it's a sin within you, you know, something you're struggling with, you handle it privately. You can forgive somebody. We see this in the life of Joseph especially without confronting them face to face. Joseph forgave his brothers years and years before they ever came to Egypt. Right. Um, I counsel a lot on forgiveness. And uh, someone could be dead from your past, dead and gone. There's no chance for um, not just reconciliation, but even for a conversation for you to say, I forgive you. That doesn't happen because it's between you and God. It's something you can deal with personally. If it's a private or a personal sin between you and one other person, like I've sinned against you, then I can come to you. I don't have to go to anyone else. Right. If but I can make it right with you between you that and me. person, then you can go confess it. And if I've done something publicly, if right. I've in front of a group lost my temper, you know, and I, I rail you out in front of a group, I should make it right with it. And I've had to do that. Oh, thinking about times I've had to go to multiple people and say, I was wrong in this. Please forgive me. I shouldn't have done this to that person and in front of you. So this kind of goes into that a little bit. But again, I know people are saying, well, it's not my sin. It's not my sin. It's their sin right, that so I'm struggling do? with. If, if they've sinned against you, what do you do? Here's, here's the practical mm. aspect. What you must do is instead of feeling I must confront them about how they treated me poorly, 
Instead, what you do is you forgive them. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians, chapter 13, it says that love, what do you do with charity? Charity forbears. Mm -hmm. That means it puts up with. It thinketh no evil. And it thinketh no evil. It it's going to assume the best. It assumes the best. It sits back, and if you're going to love that person, you kind of say, you know what? I'm going to let it go. Hey, can I jump in with one thing about thinking the best, assuming this? Um, in marriage counseling, I just read the statistic that they did a study at a university, and one of the couple, or they did a study between friends first, like really close acquaintances, and they tried to see how often the one person knew what the other person was thinking or feeling. They were only right about 25% of the time. Wow. When it got to married couples or people with a longer, deeper relationship, friends for years and years and years, best friends, the, the accuracy rate was only 33% of the time. Wow. That means that almost three quarters of the time, I think I know what you're thinking or feeling. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah, math is not the strong suit here. This is not math talks. Anyway. So it's 33%, uh, three quarters. That I am wrong most of the yeah. time. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that percentage may be. <laughs> no, it, so it's exactly right. It's very interesting. Right. We shouldn't think evil because, first of all, a lot of times what we're thinking is not even accurate. Right. Humility, humility says this. Humility yeah. says, look, I may have been offended, but I might not know the whole story. Mm -hmm. I may have been offended, but I'm also a flawed person. Yeah. And instead of me confronting that person to make myself feel better, instead what I should do is cover that sin. Mm. The Bible talks about this. Love it says that covers love, a multitude of sins. Love covers multitudes of sins. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that it won't be dealt with, but it allows God to be the one who deals with it and not you, the arbiter of all truth and, and justice. So that means when someone does me wrong... There are times, many times, most of the time, that I can just cover it by thinking well and saying, you know what, I don't think she really was talking about me. I'm going to assume yes. that she is right with God. I'm going to pray that she's right with God. Yes. And I'm going to move on with life. Or or you could take this passage out of context, and you could say, <laughs> I need, I have a fault with my brother. I'm going to go tell them face to face. Or I and could you will cover, never have close I could know. To Maybe I do know. Maybe it's that 33% of the time where I'm right. Yeah. And it was said to my face or done in front of me. Right. Or those socks were left on the floor and I had to pick them up. And instead of getting angry and confronting. That seems very personal. <laughs> Actually, I you suddenly, don't really, I suddenly really do that. That's like, just the go-to illustration <laughs> in marriage. I suddenly feel like this is getting personal. Yes. I'm, I feel I'm like I need Matthew, to confront I'm Matthew 18ing you. you. Thank you. Right here. No. But isn't that true? I could get so mad and I could confront you over every little thing that's not done, as you could with me. Sure. Or in love, I could cover it and say, you know yeah. what? Because I love this person, it was wrong. This is inconsiderate. It's and unthoughtful. But I love this person. And God, in honor of you, I'm doing this to your glory. I'm throwing these socks in the hamper. And isn't glory, that what God. we do with those that we love most? So yeah. you have a best friend. You have um, children. You have those that are closest to you. You think of yeah. the three closest humans in the world. And you already do this. You already look at them and say, oh, they do that, but that's no big video. Oh, you, they do this. It's not that big of a deal. They offend you on a regular basis, irritate mm -hmm. and offend, but you already overlook them. Why? Because they mean so much to you. You love them so much. You say, now, if you're listening, you say, I, that's not true with anybody in my life. Well, then yeah. you really have to be honest and ask yourself, do you have anybody that you're close to? And begin praying and saying, God, maybe I need to love like you. Could you yes. help me begin loving like yes. you? Only you can grow this in me. Now, there is something else that's very important that we talk about. Um, there is a time where love covers, but there's also a time where love does confront. Okay, let's talk about that. When do when does love confront? 
I would say, in fact, I've been asked this by different people um, in regarding to this, this topic. I would say one of the times love confronts is when there is so much damage being done to a relationship. But the idea of confronting is to see it change, not to seek restitution for what's been done necessarily. Well, but I to think see what you're saying so is... So like a husband and wife. Right. Um, I've read this. This is not just a personal example. This is something I've read in many different books, and it seems to be a recurring concept or recurring um, happening within marriages of good Christian men who come home from work and they're tired and exhausted. And because words are different for men and women, sometimes a man will come home from work and he'll make an offhand comment about, oh, the house isn't clean or the dishes. I see the dishes didn't get done. He's not really that upset about the dishes not being done. He doesn't hate his wife. But, but as women, we carry the words different. And sometimes if the man is letting off steam continually, she could cover it a few times. But if it's something that is continually something you she is have a conversation about, yeah. and it's hurting their relationship to the point or a man who wants to see his wife do something in the house, tidy up the house. And it's just driving him crazy because he's a neat freak. And there's just one area. And by the way, choose your battles wisely. Yeah. Don't go after everything. Cover most things. But if there is one thing that you're saying this is going to be. A detriment. You express it, and you can express it as a weakness on your part. I know that you're just blowing off steam, but this is something that's hard for me to carry. Could we work on this area? Could there be change? Do you see the difference? The heart of love, too. It's not, you have made me feel this way, and you have been wrong, and I need this corrected. Right, right. It's not, love doesn't seek her own. Jesus right. never was looking it's out for number about, one. It's, it's not about what you get is, out of it. Yes. It's about what you're giving to them. It's not... I'm going to feel so much better once I get this off my chest. It's, I really am going to try to help this person. And even if at the end of this conversation they're going to hate me, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what's right because as a brother, I'm going to speak truth yeah. even though it may affect the r- relationship. But again, I think this is going That's to be rare. a rare occurrence. I agree, Josh. Not something that you do every because day. Because I found even there are times like that where I need to see something in a relationship change or I have a best friend or a loved one, and I see this area in their life that I know it's a problem. They are growing better, or they have a wrong thinking about something. And I'm not talking about just outright outrageous sin that is so, you know, right. we're, we're not talking about some lifestyle that is going to destroy their life immediately. I'm talking about something that Satan's got a foothold in. He's yeah. starting to work his way in. Do you know a lot of times I won't confront that. What I do is I confront it in a different way. I confront it with prayer. Yeah. And I have seen God... Instead of me coming in and making them more defensive, um, I've seen God, as I pray about something, open that person's heart. And this has happened so many times where, as I have consistently prayed, Lord, this is just an area in their life. Like, I struggle in other areas, but God, it's one that's going to hurt them. Please reveal it to them. And and I see the Lord do that through prayer. I think we need to confront through prayer as much as through personal conversation. If not more. If not more. Yes. I agree. So, great concept. Now, maybe maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I totally disagree. I think we should be more confrontational. I want you to go to our Facebook page and confront us. I want you to— That might hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it hits your feelings, they believe in confrontation, you can confront them back. Okay. So, right. So, okay, <laughs> blow good. up our Facebook page. <laughs> Give us your thoughts on this. No, but really, some of you might say, you know what? I don't want to be confrontational, but— this is the way I view it. We would love to have yeah. that discussion on our Facebook page on the Idea Talks with Josh and Heather. Look it up. And genuinely, we would receive that feedback. We wanted to discuss these kind of things. And that's really the place you can probably And I would say, why don't you test it us. out? Why don't you test it out? Try this principle in your life. 
The next time you're offended, why don't you try forgiving and taking it to God and covering that sin and moving on? If you do need to confront, try confronting it in prayer. Mm. Or if you do have to confront, try confronting it in real love and concern for that other person. And then not just to get it off your chest and allow you to not be bitter. And you don't you, need them to not be bitter. You just need Jesus. And as Jesus says, if there is an offense that is so grievous that could lead that person to be excommunicated from the church. Yes. If that's the reality, and for the for the love of them and the holiness of the church, and you believe this could be an excommunicable event, uh, uh, um, uh, offense, then do approach them, as Jesus says, and bring two or three witnesses who have also witnessed what they did, and then bring it before the church. And if that they again is it. done in love and right. the hopes of restoration. Well, yeah, Paul says. Paul says thinking it's for the, no evil, thinking that they're going right. to respond right. Right, and Paul says considering yourself lest thou also be tempted mm, you do it in good. a spirit of humility so with all of that being case yes make sure we follow that but do it in a biblical way thank you so much for listening to episode seven of the bible talks with josh and heather hey you can actually listen to previous episodes when you find our itunes podcast or on 101.1 fm experience liberty radio on the next episode we're going to discuss the nature and the names of god at least some of them. <laughs> if you'd like to connect with us further, like our Facebook page, The Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. Here we can interact with you, take requests for upcoming episodes, and answer your questions. And in the spirit of today's discussion, if we've offended you today, please subscribe to our podcast <laughs> and share our podcast. <laughs> That's right. Rate and review it, but please don't review it with anything less than five stars. That helps people find our podcast. <laughs> Again, thanks for listening. And remember, when the Bible talks, we'd better listen.